0: Well, it sounded like a road game, but I knew it wasn't because Doug McDaniel was playing and I looked at the schedule, so I knew that this game was in Ann Arbor at the Chrysler Center in Michigan, playing basketball against the number three Purdue Boilermakers, and we're here to talk about it with you on the Michigan basketball post-game live show, and it's getting to be that time. Three weeks away from Selection Sunday. Game number 28 on the year. The penultimate home game for the Wolverines at the Chrysler Center with number three Purdue and Zach Eady in town for this Sunday matinee. And oh, the Wolverines played hard today. And they came out firing and hitting. 8 of 10 to start for U of M. Edie and the Boilers, they've got U of M in foul trouble. That was a big part of this game. Terrace Reed Jr., Will Cheddar, Amari Burnett, three fouls in the first half for that trio, and then Trey Jackson had a pair of fouls as well. Didn't bode well, but just a two-point game with 4.30 left in the first half, and Purdue did start to boil her up. Uh, Cheddar was clearly out of gas. You remember on the Thursday game, Cheddar missed that game because of a, a fever, and he was uh, taxed. As you looked at him, uh, hunched over, hands on his knees, giving it all. The Boilers have a 32-14 run to end the first half. They were up 47-36 to 36 at the half. And then in the second half, you know, Michigan got the lead down to seven with 11 minutes left. And then it bounced back up to like double figures. But then they got it down to seven again with three minutes to go and then two minutes to go. And then they got it down to seven with 19.5 seconds left. And uh, in the end, Zach Eady hit a free throw to give him 35 points for the game and made it an eight point cushion for Purdue, 84 to 76. That is the final. Michigan falls to three and 14 in the Big Ten. You can flip that number around for the visitors from West Lafayette and Michigan falls to 8 and 20 overall on the season first 20 loss season for the Wolverines since uh, 2007-8 that was John B Lines uh first year taking over for Tommy Amaker. and then one other time I was looking I didn't go all the way back to the 60s uh, early 80s Michigan had a 20 loss team That not happened very often but it has happened and officially they've got that 20 over in the loss column. Let's take a look at the numbers for this one and anything that stands out. Yeah, for Purdue, Zach Eady, 35 points, 35 points, 15 boards. You know, there was a time that I was uh, watching Purdue this year and somebody would have said, I think Zach Eady is going to be able to play in the pros. I'd say, oh, yeah, he's seven, four. Look at him. Vacuum cleaner footwork, and you know, he he's, he can do something in the pros. And then I, I watch him close out and, and move around outside of the lane, and I think there's no way that he's going to last uh, in the pros. I think the the verdict, as I sit here now, is that you know maybe some team will take him in the second round. Maybe he'll sign up as a free agent. And you can't teach seven four. Can you just get some minutes? Can you hit five? Minutes to see if um, you know, he can go out there and collect some boards and maybe uh, throw some offensive rebounds uh, or get, grab some offensive rebounds and grab some uh, offensive boards and throw some uh, dunks down. This is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, I, I think that. But not much more than that. But he's a great college basketball player. Didn't take anything away from that. Player of the year. Going to be player of the year again this year. I do wonder. He's He's such. He's, he's everything for Purdue and when it's going and you see him down there, you think, yeah, man, this team is very tough to beat. But then when, when he goes out, there's such a different team. I can see in, in the other team, he gets into foul trouble. Suddenly you think that, oh yeah, you got Purdue. I, I'm not going to take Purdue to go to the final four this year after having said all of that, let's look at some of these numbers for Michigan. Terrace Reed jr. Unfortunate for the sophomore out of St. Louis. Has just two points and seven boards. You say, what happened? Uh, Foul trouble. Early, often, it wasn't all on Edie. Just too many fouls for Reed Jr. No good. TW2 had 11 points. Mm, Kind of a a blah game for the uh, senior. Will Cheddar talked about him being out Thursday with that fever. He threw up uh, 10 today. Uh, Doug McDaniel took 20 shots uh, hit seven of them, two of seven from downtown, 19 points from McDaniel. Namari Burnett hit some threes in the second half to give him 12. The bench, Yo-Yo, not much on his stat line, one rebound and one foul for Yo-Yo. Trey Jackson ended up with 10 points, and I cannot tell a lie. George Washington, one of one from the floor. That was a three-pointer. And then he split a pair at the charity stripe to give him four points on the game. Jace Howard knocked down a couple threes. Actually, I'm um, looking at it. He knocked down a couple shots, one three, and ended up with uh, eight points. The coach's son gets in there and does that. So those are the numbers, the feedback, MGB says, clean game overall. Both teams, limited turnovers. Yeah, I would agree with that. Michigan, it's I, I said I was only going to say it once to myself before I came on, that, that Michigan played hard. I'm going to say it again. They played hard, and if Michigan played like this from the beginning of the season, they would not be in the situation they are right now, and that ends up being an indictment on everyone. So, you know, good news and bad news for Michigan. Good news, they played really hard. Bad news, uh, they didn't play really hard all year long. Michigan Go Blue says, George Washington can flat out shoot the ball. Please get Jace out of the game. Well, the broadcast crew said that they, at practice, were watching GW3 shoot from outside, and he was knocking them down left and right. And the the first practice of the year that I went to, of course, I was taking a look at George Washington the third, the the uh, the freshman recruit that was in there out of uh, Dayton, Ohio, six foot two. And he did look like he had a pretty good shot shooting in practice and shooting in a game, different things. And his, what was he four of 16 from downtown heading into this game. So, uh, and Jace actually, I don't have his three point numbers in front of me, but I th- he hasn't played a lot and he hasn't shot a lot, but he has knocked down some threes and he did hit that first one, but you know, he's, Jace is a little bit bigger, and they were out of body, so it's not like you could put George Washington. I can't tell a lie on that. Although I can't tell a lie, it would be fun to watch GW three for a second. Try to guard the the seven four Zach Eady six two seven four. Uh, that one would be tough for GW three, and and that's it for this game. Here is uh, I saw it. I, I didn't think that U of M was going to stay in this game. They did what they have done a lot of times this year and and played well in the first half. And, but they continued that in the second half. They just couldn't get over the hump against a, a pretty good Purdue team. When you got to get it, if you get it down to seven, you got to get it down and give yourself a chance to get it down to a one possession game. And they were, Never able to do that in this one. We've got more for you. And for that, let's go to the upcoming schedule for Michigan. And that is brought to you by the Maze and Blue Reviews. Good afternoon, Michigan football and basketball. Heard three times a week on this very feed that you are watching or listening to right now. Two o'clock Monday Wednesdays and Fridays and that upcoming schedule, Michigan just with one game remaining this month, they just got three games to go in the regular season. And then the, the big 10 tournament in Minneapolis this year, that is two and a half weeks away. As I said at the outset selection, Sunday is three weeks from today. Michigan will play again on Thursday in Piscataway, New Jersey, at Rutgers. The sub shop, which is, you know, that's a tough place to play. I always hear that. Tough place to play, Rutgers. It is a Thursday 8.30 game on FS1, and then we'll flip the calendar to March. Michigan and Ohio State a week from today, and then Michigan will wrap things up at home. The following week, so two weeks from today, one week from today, Ohio State, two weeks from today, at home against Nebraska, and then Michigan will, like I said, head to Minneapolis as it looks right now. I don't think they've clinched last place in the Big Ten. I'll have to look at the standings, but uh, they're on their way. I don't think anything is going to stop them from being in the basement. That's what it was today. You had the outhouse and you had the basement. You had the first place team in the Big Ten going up against the last place team in the Big Ten. And the last place team was at home and they played a little bit better than you thought. Certainly if you add in the the, the points that Vegas, what was it, 12 and a half? I looked at one point in the first, team, uh, first half, it was 14 and a half. So Michigan did cover the spread, and that's something that they had not done. In I don't know, it's some outrageous number. Like their last 18 losses, they didn't cover the spread, but they did today, so they broke that streak. So it'll be good if you're somebody that decided to go the other way on that. It's the only thing I can say about it, and that is going to do it. There was a point. There were some things in the broadcast. The guys went to practice and they mentioned it twice during the broadcast that Jawan Howard had told him that he you know because he had the open heart surgery they told that crew he told the crew that he hadn't felt um, like his old self until like 10 days ago so uh, he in he, maybe he did feel like his old self late in that game when uh, Terrace Reed jr. grabbed one of the boilers on the the opposite side of the floor. And Juwan ran out onto the floor all the way into the free throw lane. It had to be restrained. And in the end, Doug McDaniel escorting his coach back to the sideline. And, you know, it happens. Coach is getting that far out onto the floor. Now, that's a long way out all the way into the lane. But when it's Juwan Howard and, you've, you've, and you know his pass, you think, oh, wait a second. Uh, but, uh, no harm, no foul. Although it ended up staying as a foul, it looked like a good call, where Reed uh, grabbed the uh, opponent's uh, elbow right in front of the official. But you know, from the other side of the floor, it probably didn't look on that. It looked like that. It didn't look like that when I was watching it on TV. Actually, I thought, oh, what a what a bad call. But uh, it ended up being a good call. So, hey. There's one thing I've learned trying to say something like, Hey, good call by the officials. Just I think if I just always say, Hey, but let me be honest, the officials really suck today. And you know, you say that and everybody's like, yeah, 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 we can all agree with that. But they may have got one right there. So that'll do it. Michigan got a couple more games. And I, I know a lot of people you're in a, a holding pattern, like you you want the coach gone. But just ask yourself this, and I'll just tell you, if I was the athletic director, if I was Ward Manuel, I would be working my tail off behind the scenes, doing my due diligence on every coach in college basketball. I would be calling – I would be finding out from the regents and the president how much money I had in my war chest and how much money I could go out there and uh, hypothetically, if I was looking for a change in men's basketball – how much could I offer out there? And I would be on the phone with Jay Wright's, agent, Jay Wright's agent and say, look, we will make Jay the highest paid coach in college basketball. I don't know if Michigan, they're probably not ready to do that, but I would do that, So something like that. And the next guy on the list, I would call and say, hey, I'm interested. But publicly, people got all bent out of shape last week or the week before when Ward was like, Hadn't thought about it. (laughs) Uh, Supporting the coach while the season is still going on uh, is a smart move. Now, look, not everybody's going to agree with that. There are a lot of people out there like, damn it, fire him now. Uh, I think that's a Bush League move, but, uh, you know, people are so wound up that I understand it. So I call it a Bush League move. You say, you're Bush League. And, you know, you get a point there, you know, but (laughs) I wouldn't do it. I would wait to the end of the year. But as I'm saying that behind the scenes, I'm working like the Dickens to find the next head coach. Hopefully. I think a lot of people think you know, that Ward said, no, I hadn't really thought about it. And they take him at his word and they think, wow, well, he's just out. He's not even watching the games. And and at the end of the year, maybe he'll make a move or he won't. But even if he does make a, a move at the end of the year, it's like, Hey, all these, some other coaches and, have been snapped up that possibly he could have got. So you, you can't really take what an AD says. It's like general managers and pro sports. Uh, and, and in fact, a lot of times it is the kiss of death when you hear a general manager and owner say, nope, we're happy with uh, how things are going right now. You know, they're, uh, it, and, you know, and a lot of those times, we of course, we know that they're not happy. And that there is a move that is forthcoming. So, what am I going to tell you to be patient? I'm not very patient myself. And I watch every game and I look at everything. You know, they they should be happy. I know that they're not. And I know they're not happy to see you know, Purdue come in and, and take over the Chrysler Center and make it East Lafayette today. And that embarrassment uh happen. But the point that I was gonna make is that they should be happy that that many people care. There might be, uh, there's, there was somebody that I was talking with uh, this weekend that said, you know, Juwan knows that people are unhappy with the basketball program. And he also knows that if he decides to keep Howard and giving him an extension, I know there's a possibility. You don't want to hear that. But if he did do that, that, yeah, people would be uh, up in arms, ah, you know, flooding, uh, Talk show hosts, online, message sports, Mason Blue Review. Everybody'd be all over him. But it would quickly dissipate. The you know, it's, I don't know how long it would last, a day or two, you know, take some shots at him during the tournament, like, oh, Michigan gonna be here. Oh, we we'll got you one hour. And and then it would die out. And I don't do you count on that? That's the the side that I don't want to think about. That uh well. I'm talking about it, so I am thinking about it, but I'm not gonna harp on it the whole way. Let's see what uh just how the rest of the season plays out. Big Zeke is a true fan, win or lose, or draw he puts go blue. But it's admirable. No, it's it is, and, and today was uh I was entertained by the game, but I'm I'm getting in I'm transitioning. From football into the winter sports, even though it's so beautiful outside today. uh, I've been watching uh, every Red Wings game. I didn't watch the Pistons last night. I watched the Michigan hockey team uh, beat Notre Dame 2-1. to I'm in on hockey. And on college basketball this year, or this week, I should say, I... I watched Houston and Iowa State. I watched Alabama and Kentucky. I kept going through the week. I watched Creighton beat the number one team every night. You know there were some games on here, and I've been going through them. I'm making the, the switch, getting ready for March and March Madness, and then I'm getting ready for some uh, Red Wing playoff hockey, which is uh, something I've been waiting for for years. So there's some uh, some bright light, but I, Unfortunately, there's not any lot. Of, in fact, no, Mason Blue, in that in that light, when it comes to college basketball, at least for the for at least for the foreseeable future. All right, thanks so much for watching. We'll talk with you tomorrow at two o'clock. Remember, one forty-five. We'll have the Mason Blue review, sports update for you, and then shortly thereafter. We'll be on talking about the latest in Michigan football and basketball. And until then, I can tell you that Michigan drops this one by 8, 84 to 76. Then at the Chrysler Center, everybody have themselves a great day. Take advantage of this weather. I know if you're a snowboarder or a skier, that's no good, But uh, or you want to build an ice rink. But just going outside, it's, it says it's 49 degrees on February 25th. I'll take it. I know it's the boiler up sign, but I'll, I'll take it for just going and enjoying some sh- sunshine. See you later, everybody. Good day.